This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as past teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. And uh, thank you, worship team. We're so thankful we have God with us, not just in the good moments, but in the challenging moments. Worship doesn't need to be long to be powerful if you can understand the power of the words that you are singing. It's, uh, it's actually a prayer. We're singing prayers. And today, I'm so thankful that we can reach out to a God that promises to be with us. Can somebody say amen? We're glad you're in church. Thank you, worship team, so much for that. And uh, we're glad that you've joined us online today. Uh, we are finishing our series on prayer. Now, today is a little different. I'm going to share, finish off the series, which I've enjoyed. We've actually had so many comments on these series. Uh, on this series, a lot of feedback, a lot of comments. And uh, I'm gonna unpack this in a pretty small amount of time as we finish off the series. Then the worship team is gonna bless us one more time. And then I'm gonna come back and I wanna speak to our regathering in two weeks. So uh, just stick with us today. It'll be, it won't be long, but it'll be good. I think it's gonna encourage you as we get ready to go back on the 27th. So when I'm done uh, sharing this short message today, I wanna speak to our regathering and uh, prepare our hearts and encourage us, amen. We are finishing a series on how to pray, how to pray. I'm amazed how many people um, are good at church, but they don't grow in their following of Jesus. Let it be said of us that we grow every single year. Healthy things grow, healthy things grow. And I know so many people um, and even parts of my own life that you get, you get good at routine, but you get weak at relationship. And prayer is a relationship. I love, I love seeing people that are married for 50 years, still going to marriage retreats, marriage conferences, reading books on marriage. Why? Because they're saying, I may have been in the routine of marriage for 50 years, for five decades, but I want to keep growing in my relationship. The goal of this series is to say we refuse to just be people of routine or religion, but we want to keep growing to know God. Paul said at the end of his life, oh, that I might know him more. Let it be said of Mike Miller, let it be said of Alex Stevens, of Ian Legere, of whoever you are today behind that camera. You said, no, no, I, I know God more than I did last year. He knows me more. Uh, we are closer. So that's the goal of this series. Um, how to pray how to pray. I hope you've been enjoying this. I hope you've been following along. I honestly think if we can hear God's voice and he can hear ours, it's the greatest thing we can do as a church to equip you, to strengthen you. To recap, we've been going through the word pray, P-R-A-Y, and we've been breaking down the Lord's prayer as a guide um, to help unpack this growth. And we talked about pausing, P, pausing. We talked about pausing and just being fully present. There is such an attack on being present. Tonight, all over our city, really all over the world, people are going to be gathering to watch the Super Bowl. Some of you are like, I don't even care. I just want to watch the half game or I just like the snacks or some of you don't even whatever. Um, but so many times you'll be in a room with people for an event, but you're texting people that aren't there or you spend your whole time seeing what people aren't there are posting. And uh, we're not good at being present. Prayer, we start with pausing, being fully present with God, being in the room, both not just physically, but being in the room um, mentally, relationally, we want to pause. Then we go on to the R, rejoice, uh, and hallowing his name, uh, thanking God, praising him, 
letting him know that we know who he is and what he's done and what he's capable of. And not confusing his kindness for weakness. He is kind. He is a father, but he is also God and he is able and he is powerful. And when we put God where he belongs, we, we hallow him, we reverence him. When we rejoice in who he is, it opens doors to another level of access. Then we go into the A, ask. And we talked about prayers of petition, asking God for what you need, but also prayers of intercession, asking for others. And I honestly believe the world is changed for, by those that spend their lives praying for others. And there are miracles in your life and miracles in my life that I didn't earn, I didn't pray for, but I, because of praying parents and grandparents and friends and even strangers uh, praying. We get letters and we get emails all the time of people praying for this church. And make no mistake, we're thankful for our production team and our worship team and our preaching team. But we know that the miracles that we've seen is because of a praying people that said, listen, I'm going to ask for what I need, but I'm also going to pray for this church and pray for others. Today brings us to the why in prayer. Let me start reading with Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says this, Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice sacrifice. Today, I want to talk about the, the why in pray. As we conclude this series, a six-week series, I don't think I've ever done a six-week series, ever. What a great one to do a prayer. Today, as we conclude, we want to talk on this title, yielding. Yielding, or if you want to break it down even smaller, yes. The yes to God as we yield today. Amen? Come on, let's pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the people that are joining us today. God, again, we're aware that we need your help and we need your presence. And God, we're, we're asking you today, would you move on hearts all across our church? Would you show yourself real? God, would you show up in our lives and would we show up for the plans you have for us? God, thank you for your help this week. Thank you for your answer to prayers. And thank you that you hear the prayers that have yet to be answered. God, there's so much need and there is so much hope. God, we just love you. And I pray those watching, even for the first time today, that may not understand all this, that they would feel welcome, but they'd feel the goodness that you have. I pray they'd feel your presence. God, thank you for your hope and your help. And if everybody's just thankful for that, everyone that's thankful for hope and help, said, said, amen. amen. Said, amen. We're so glad you're here. Love you in the chat. I go back and watch the Facebook chat and see who's in there. You're my favorite people. You non-chatters, love you. Love you, but my favorites are those that chat. Love you. Love you so much. YouTube, I see you. So glad. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube. This is some of the good stuff right here. Uh, yield. Matthew 6.10 in the Lord's Prayer. Breaking down the Lord's Prayer. Matthew 6.10. On earth as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. The kingdom of God, the Bible says, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. If you're wondering what heaven looks like, it's right living, right standard, it's holiness, it's also peace, and there's joy. So when we say on earth as it is in heaven, we're saying righteousness here, peace here, and joy. I don't know about you, but that sounds like what we need right now. We need some right, we need some righteousness, some holiness, we need some peace and we need some joy, 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 joy down in my heart. We need some joy, amen? The final step in this prayer, in the Lord's Prayer, as we unpack how to pray, and some of you have been tracking so well. I love seeing the, the, the clips people post about notes and taking notes. Um, the final step is yielding. The final step is surrender. 
surrender. Surrendering, that's, uh, that's not a term we speak with strength. We don't think of that as a good day. Whenever there's surrender, we think of conflict and we think of weakness. The Bible speaks to prayer and our connection. If we're going to pray, if we're going to connect, if we're going to hear from God, if God's going to hear from us, the final step is surrender. Surrender moves through three clear stages. Three clear stages when you surrender. In prayer and in my faith journey, I have found it goes through three stages. The first starts off with me and God. It's me and God. God's partnering with my desires and my requests and my plans. I'm like, God, thanks for getting on board. Here's what we're doing. Ready? Let's roll. What are we driving today? Let's go. Let's go. Come on, God. Jump in. You get shotgun. Let's go. It's me and God. I got plans. I got, I got goals. I got directions. I got requests. Let's go. Then as I start to surrender, it moves into God and me, where I realize that I'm actually partnering with God. He's driving, and I'm just like, okay, here's the plan. Let's work it together. I got opinions, I got, I got options, I got, I got roots I think we should go, and it's God and me, and then full surrenders when I realize it's only God. It's only God. It starts with me and God, then it moves to God and me, and then when I realize with full surrender, it's only God. He leads, he directs, we follow. Surrender, surrender. We, to, to get to surrender, it starts with getting right with God. In this Lord's Prayer, as Jesus is teaching us how to pray, he says this line, he says, talking about surrender and yielding. He says, when you're praying, pray this prayer. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. That is both confession and reconciliation. Um, make no mistake, this is the hardest and most challenging part of the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. See, like the rest of the prayer, who wouldn't want a loving father? It starts with our father. Who wouldn't want a loving father? Some of us have had amazing relationships with our father and that's not a hard relationship for you to put yourself into going, I just love my dad. And when I picture God as a father, I only have positive thoughts of generosity and protection and laughing and memories. Some of you, your earthly father is not a positive memory or experience. But when we get into scripture, we see God as a healthy, holy father. Who wouldn't want a strong and loving and providing father? Who wouldn't want the kingdom of heaven to come? We all want peace. We all want joy. We all want right living. Who doesn't want daily provision and daily bread? We want God to provide for us. We want to know that our bills are paid. We want to know that our needs are met. We want to know we have enough to live. Provision speaks to God's generosity and we all love being on the end of generosity of God. But then this part comes into the prayer. It comes out of nowhere and it starts with forgive us of our sins. Like, whoa, 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 time out. God, you're our father. You can give us, you can help us. You can bless us with peace and loving. And then it goes into, by the way, God, Forgive us for our sins. And God doesn't try to hide it. He doesn't try to make it easy or less offensive. He just clearly states, by the way, you're all sinners and you need to confess. Right in the middle of that, Jesus goes, by the way, we're all sinners. You've all messed up. And when you go to the Father and say, forgive us for our sins, he pulls no punches. He says, you're all sinners and you need to get right. You know, what I've realized is none of us like being told we're wrong. I don't know of another season of my life 
where I've seen a culture where nobody thinks they're wrong. No one likes even being disagreed with. If, if, if you can't stand someone disagreeing with you, how much pride do you have in your life? We don't want anybody questioning us, anybody disputing us, anybody disagreeing with us. We don't want any, any, any pushback. We don't want any abrasion. We don't like being told we're wrong. And Jesus says, when you pray, by the way, you're all sinners. You've all done wrong. You've got to get right with God. Pulls no punches. No one seems to be wrong anymore. There's just this line. I'm not wrong. That's just my truth. Have you heard that yet? No one's wrong. You can't tell someone they're wrong. You're like, well, that's your truth. No, there's right and there's wrong. Two plus two is not six. It's wrong. The Bible says there's right and there's wrong. And when you come to the Father, who provides? He is your Father. He does want peace, joy, and righteousness. He does want to help. He does want to be generous. It's also coming to the awareness of surrender that we are wrong. We are wrong. We don't like to be told we're wrong. Then he goes on, takes it further. And here's not just the, comes, he sucker punches us. Now, now it's an uppercut. And he says this, and he goes, as, as we forgive those who sin against us. So the Lord's prayer clearly states this. He says, he goes right for the heart and he says this. The Lord's prayer says, if we won't forgive, then we won't be forgiven. That's truth. If we won't reconcile with others, then God won't reconcile with us. If you haven't been made aware yet, we need God close to us. We need to have relationship. The Bible says, if we won't reconcile with God and confess our sins and make it right, that he won't come close. But even if we do that and we don't forgive others, then God won't forgive us. If we won't reconcile with God, he won't reconcile with us. Our greatest need and God's greatest gift are the same thing. Forgiveness of sin. And all you have to do to receive it is to ask and to pass it on. Receive his forgiveness. You can't earn it. You can't pay for it. You can't attend church enough. You can't be good enough. You have to receive it and pass it on to others. That's it. Surrender. Saying, I'm wrong. And surrender offense going, I forgive those that have hurt me and offended me. Instinctively as a culture, I know I'm this way. We want to pass the buck, don't we? so easy to point elsewhere. When something comes up, a conflict or an issue, it's, it's, uh, it's we wait till someone's done talking and then we just pass the blame. Well, it wasn't my fault. They didn't get the assignment done on time. Well, I didn't get the email. Well, if I, if I was given more training, if someone only believed in me more, if I only had more opportunity, if I had a better home life, if I had a better upraising, if I only had more money, we want to pass the buck. It's the story of Genesis and creation. The man blames the woman. The woman blames the snake. Anything, anyone, but it's always someone else's fault. There's always someone else to take the blame. Confession and surrender, when we come honestly, brings reconciliation. When we confess and surrender, God joins with us. We're talking about surrender. A few weeks ago, I got an email from one of you, one of our church. And... I don't think I've gotten an email like this before in my life. And uh, it was forwarded from our office staff, from our, our admin. And I open this email and I start reading this email and I'm trying to process what I'm reading. 
And tears started to fill my eyes and I actually felt the presence of God as I'm reading this email. And this, this couple, this, this, this man and this couple were emailing me. They go on to say that they have moved here during the pandemic and they came to church in person in the fall and they're not married, they're living together and they have a couple kids. And we're talking about um, hearing God's voice. Do you remember that series we did on hearing God's voice? And the email goes on and says that as they walked out of church this one time, they only came twice because of, or so because of in-person shutting down. The second service, the woman, his, this guy's girlfriend said, we have to break up. He's like, what are you talking about? He said, she goes, it's not right we're living together. It's not right. It's wrong. We shouldn't be living together. He said, I felt the exact same thing. I felt the exact same conviction. I knew God was speaking to me. And he said, wait, 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 I think there's another way. I feel God saying the same thing. And they were emailing me saying, hey, Pastor Mike, we, we, we've been together for 10 years. We have two kids. We, we moved here. We, we're growing in our faith. We feel like God is telling us we're living wrong and we want to confess. Listen, will you marry us? He said, if you won't marry us right now, we're going to wait. Uh, uh, months and I'll, I'll try to figure out a way to move out. We're going to do it right. We're going to separate uh, and, and try to do this right. He goes, but will you marry us? I met with them, met with this couple and the, 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 the closest of God on their life as they've confessed reconciliation, God is close to them. And um, you can see God's presence all over them. He is pleased with their confession. So this week on this stage, they're going to come in here and we're going to marry them. And they are beaming with joy and peace. Why? Because they feel their confession has brought reconciliation. The, the Spirit of God is all over this couple. We're going to marry them. They're going to do a bigger wedding down the road. But we're going to do a wedding right here this week. And God's presence is going to be here. Why? Because confession brings reconciliation. Surrender is to follow in a world of leaders. Surrender is following. Everybody wants to be a leader. Have you realized this yet? Like, everyone wants to lead. Everybody. Man, every conference, there's so many conferences for leaders now. There's podcasts on becoming a leader. There's books on growing the leader that you can be. There's more quotes on social media about, about you leading you and being the best you and new year and new you and, and, no, and being your own hype person. And, and there's so much talk about leadership, but you know what there's no money in? There's no market in? There's no industry for? Becoming a better follower. But that is what we as the church are called to do. In a world of everybody saying, I'm going to lead myself and lead others and I'm going to lead this, Jesus says, no, it's not about who can rise to the top but who can die to themselves. It's not about who can have their opinion, but who can follow his will. Not my will, but your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive me my sins as I forgive those that have sinned against me. There's no market for following. There's no quotes about being a better follower. There's no conferences on how to follow better. But that's exactly where the power is. Church, listen to me. In prayer, the power is in surrender, in yielding, in yielding.
where I live, part of town we live in, is this town Bedford. And I think Bedford has the shortest off-ramp in the history of highways. You're coming from the city into Bedford and there's this ramp and it comes down and then like in a second, there's a yield sign and there's nowhere to yield. It's just, it's just like yield. It should be more of a stop sign than a yield. And so many times people blow right through that yield sign and there's always tow trucks and police cars because of accidents at this yield sign because people don't yield in time. When you don't yield, there's usually a collision. In this faith journey, when we don't yield or surrender or give way to God's plan, God's presence, God's goodness, God's truth, we start crashing our lives and colliding with tragedy. There's this picture of a yield sign. You see it coming and God says in the Lord's Prayer, yield. You've paused, you've rejoiced, you've asked. Now yield your will to what God, God is coming by and he wants you to yield. Give him preference. Today, I want to encourage you as we pray, we yield. Your will be done, not mine. But here's what I've realized. His will is better than my will. His plan is better than my plan. If I could write my life out, it would not be what it is today. I would have screwed it up. I would have messed it up. Chose the wrong people at the wrong time, doing the wrong things the wrong way. I'm so thankful that I've yielded my life to Jesus. But some of us think it's we're driving and God is the vending machine or God's just paying for the gas. No, no, church. When we yield in prayer, we say we're asking, we're pausing, we're rejoicing. You're our Father. By the end of the day, we trust you. We yield to you. Matthew, the Lord's Prayer, 6. Let me read it again. As we think about the goodness of God. Our Father, who is in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us for our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Do not let us yield to temptation but rescue us from the evil one. Today, church, we yield to God. We don't give in to temptation. We don't give in to offense. We ask for forgiveness. We, rec- we, we confess. And then we say, God, we forgive those that have wronged us. Today, we reconcile with God and we reconcile with others. That is the plan of God. Before the worship team sings today, I just want to pray for you. I want to pray two prayers. First part is I want to pray for confession that God would convict you. Here's how you know you're being convicted by God. You don't feel put down. That's condemnation. Condemnation says, yeah, you're not good enough to do this. Yeah, you're not good enough to be their spouse or their parent. Yeah, you can't keep up with Jesus. You're you're a fake and you're a phony. That's condemnation. Conviction says, hey, hey, we can do better. Conviction says, no, no, there's more for you. Conviction says, I know a better way. Conviction says, let me help you. I'm going to pray that we would feel conviction for the things that we are wrong in and far from God. And the second thing I'm going to pray is that we would be forgiving to those that have wronged us. So easy to be wronged and offended and hurt. 
people are boisterous and loud and opinionated and trampling over a culture of trampling over people. It's so easy to get hurt and be wronged. But today, our greatest gift from God is the greatest gift we can give, and that's forgiveness. Amen? Let me pray. Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you would speak to us and you would convict us. I'm thinking about private thoughts, even those hidden moments of action. I'm thinking about public opinions. I'm thinking about actions and thoughts and our lives. Father, would you put your finger on, would you put your voice to areas that are wrong and far from you? Would you speak to them? Would you start to highlight them even now in the hopes of us coming higher? God, we say today, forgive us for our sin. Forgive us for our sin, for what we've thought, what we've said, and what we've done. Forgive us for our wrongs. We are sinners. We have wronged you. God, we want to be joined to you. We want you to be close to us. Forgive us for our sin. Forgive us. Just plead the blood of Jesus and the grace of God right now over you. Now, God, we think of those that have wronged us, people that have slandered our name, gossiped about us, people that have robbed from us, people that have wronged us, people that have hurt us, people that have abused us and used us, who have mocked us, who have ignored us, who have alienated us, whether it be in deed, in thought, or in word. And we say, God, we forgive today. Not because they deserve it, but because you are good. And God, we ask that you would forgive us as we forgive those who have wronged us. God, we're asking, let go of our sin. Remember it no more. And we say today, we choose to let go of the offense, let go of the hurt, and remember it no more. We'll learn from it, but we won't carry it. God, we're asking you right now to forgive us and help us forgive others. In the name of Jesus Christ. It's not easy, is it? It's not easy. But amen. Let it be. Church, we need a praying church more than ever. It starts with surrender. Amen.